the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. Smoke screens everywhere. Uh, and they are just hanging right now in the air, in the ether, because we are 48 hours out from night one, round one of the 2022 NFL Draft, live from Las Vegas, Nevada, just up the road from where I'm staying here at the MGM Grand on the Strip, Lundy. And uh, the rumors are flying all over the place uh, as we speak. Um, you know, trust no one, believe nothing at this juncture in the draft, uh, because I think the teams, for the most part, have already made their decisions unless uh, somebody picks up the phone and you know, throws down an offer that a GM simply can't refuse. But what we have seen over the last about 72 hours is a massive swing in the sports betting market on who is going to be the number one pick. And, of course, you have this domino effect then attached to that. Uh, you know, the expectation fully was going to be Aiden Hutchinson, Aiden Hutchinson, Aiden Hutchinson, kid out of Michigan, uh, going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. But it looks like uh, it's a near slam dunk. It's going to be Trevon Walker, a defensive lineman from Georgia. So as a result, if it is indeed Walker has his name called us, we get, you know, a good old fashioned curveball thrown to us. And maybe it's like an Evan Neal or something, and, and they bolster the offensive line, and everybody was wrong. And Jacksonville gets a last laugh because they have everybody uh, guessing. Uh, it will be Walker at one. Uh, that's why you see the markets anywhere between minus 150 to minus 200 to be that first player taken on Thursday night. But the, the question then prompts, who's number two? Who's number three? Where does Hutchinson wind up? Does he wind up in his own backyard uh, for the Detroit Lions at number two? And I have heard from some very reliable people that uh, the Lions covet Kayvon Thibodeau. And I've seen his odds as the number two overall pick land anywhere between plus 250 to plus 200. So really good value there if you're buying into that. But they may not be able to pass up on the local kids. So it's going to be crazy, man. And then you got Houston at three. You could go in a number of different directions. And maybe Hutchinson slides there. If he does, at DraftKings, it's plus 1,000 for him to wind up. So excellent value on the board. But it's really hard to grasp what truly is going on behind the scenes. Man, I don't believe any of the smoke screens, Brad. First of all, (laughs) you know that. I don't don't trust it actually here around the draft because, you know, part of it is – you're trying to keep somebody ahead of you from taking the guy that you want. Some of it is because you're trying to smoke screen because you're hoping somebody pulls a trade with you, right? Yep. Oh, wait, we want that guy. So they're going to move up. They're going to offer you something. I'll tell you this. I actually can see, um, you know, from, from game film and from everything with Michigan, I saw Peter King's mock draft, um, his final one that he came out with. And I, there, there's obviously like a thousand of them out there um, with the mock drafts. But Over 1,100, as a matter of fact. Yeah. I love what Peter King pointed out, though, about the fact, because I do agree with this. Not that Thibodeau isn't, but man, isn't Hutchinson just a guy that looks like he should be playing for Dan Campbell? <laughs> just just the, the energy and the fire and the just like he just looks like a dude that wants to bite you in the kneecap. Right. right? I think he finds lower extremities tasty. Yeah, exactly. So I, I will throw this out there. I, I don't know what the hell is going to happen, but uh, I do think that Peter King makes a good point that Hutchinson just looks like a dude that would play really well with Dan Campbell. Um, and so I'm going to throw that out there. And then the fact that it would be right there in his backyard, I think, is another little feather could be totally wrong. But if I had to guess where Hutchinson's going, I'm saying it's going to be number two. 
Well, we shall see. And if that is indeed the case, and I'm going to be burning uh, some of the heavy action I took on Kayvon Thibodeau about a week ago, but that is the dice roll uh, with all of the wild speculation that is constantly out there every NFL draft. And with that, on this Taco Tuesday, let's toss out another spicy edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, a lot of you were complaining that it was one lousy, miserable, god-awful hockey game uh, on the television last night between the Chicago Blackhawks and the Philadelphia Flyers, and I believe the hockey gods have accommodated you. There's an insane amount of games on the slate tonight, so let's drop the puck and make some bucks in the NHL. What's your top selection tonight, my man? Yeah, fire whatever idiot is in Toronto that did the damn schedule for this year. It's a, it's an absolute joke. Brad, there were 11 games on Sunday. One last night, as you pointed out, and by the way, my pick on that one on the pod yesterday was wrong. Blackhawks actually figured out how to play hockey. And then there are 13 tonight. Like, who? Uh, anyway, uh, let's go to what is, frankly, the marquee game, in my opinion, the marquee game on the schedule tonight, and that is Carolina it is at MSG. They will be at the Garden to take on the New York Rangers. Why is this the marquee one? Well, for those of you that don't follow hockey, we're coming down the home stretch here. Carolina has two games left. New York has three games left, and they are separated by four points in the standings. The Canes have had a basically a stranglehold on the Metropolitan Division all season long, and all of a sudden, the Rangers are getting hot and doing exactly what you want to do down the stretch of the season. So they sit only four points behind. They've got a game in hand. Tonight is huge for them. They've got a home record of 26-8-4. and four, And in fact, they have won four straight at MSG. So you put all of that together. I just think between the crowd, the fact that you've got home ice here, I just think the Rangers are going to come out with everything they possibly can up against Carolina. So they are the favorite. It's a minus 125, but I'm taking the Rangers on the money line because I think it's going to come down here over the course of these next four days. It's going to be wild in the Metro for who winds up at number one. All right. Uh, in a New York minute, roll with the Rangers. Number four. All right, let's go to the diamond here, Lundy. I actually had a very profitable night in Major League Baseball. Uh, I think I got a couple right on the pod yesterday, if I recall correctly. But uh, I had about, I don't know, a dozen tickets open while I was sitting at the bar last night watching the NBA playoffs. And way to go, Philadelphia. Uh, not the 76ers, obviously, but the Phillies. Uh, as they pounded the Colorado Rockies and Kyle Freeland. Although I missed, and possibly on the earned runs, with Kyle Freeland. So I went to the box score and I'm like, all right, hey, they're up uh, like four to two. This is great. I probably cashed my ticket on the over Kyle Freeland, two and a half earned runs. No, he gave up four runs. Only one was earned. Uh, so that was a, a craptastic fail on my end. But let's get back uh, and take a few hacks here at the dish. And I'm going to go to the south side here and I'm going to roll with the over in the White Sox Royals game. Eight and a half runs at minus 120 at BetMGM. Uh, you know, old man Wetter still holding on a death grip right now on the south side. 46 degrees expected at game time. Uh, with the winds, though, blowing out to right field at 15 miles per hour. So it's going to be chilly, multi-layer game. If you're going to go to guaranteed rate to soak this one in. But you got two pretty terrible rancid pitchers on the mound. Dallas Keuchel. Uh, taking the ball for the White Sox. He got pounded last time out. 
uh, 10 earned runs in his last start. Uh, and that's what he has given up here on the season over six innings. You know, extreme ground ball pitcher, doesn't really miss a whole lot of bats, high contact guy, doesn't have overpowering stuff. His fastball only averages right around 87 miles per hour. And if you look at all of his pitches in the repertoire right now, the fastball, the slider, the cutter, and the change, all of them rate as a negative, much like they did last season. So Dallas Keuchel is well, well below uh, replacement level in this rotation. So I'd like the matchup there for Kansas City. And then Daniel Lynch uh, toes the rubber for Kansas City in this one. And the lefty is uh, posted a 5.40 ERA. He's given up the long ball. Uh, 2.70 home runs per nine with a 54.5 fly ball percentage. So an extreme fly ball pitcher. And the White Sox have had a tremendous amount of success this season against lefties with an 849 OPS. So again, Wins blowing out to right despite the chilly conditions. Two very forgiving pitchers on the mound. Lundy, this is why I love the over on eight and a half runs. White Sox and Royals, minus 120 at Ben MGM. Fade or follow. I got wind. I got the fact that Chicago's gone over in their last four games against a lefty starter. I, it all aligns, man. It's all lined up for this to be, uh, well, it's actually lined up to probably kick us in the nuts. But let's assume <laughs> for just a moment that we're actually going to be right. Uh, I will follow on this one because I do think that this number is too low just based on the pitching matchup alone. You just got to hope that you get a couple of early runs in this one. The beauty with this bet as opposed to our stupid, stupid, Kyle Freeland. Uh, it's it's yeah. uh, uh, that we don't care if they're earned or not. We just care that they show up on the scoreboard. It's exactly right. And uh, that was a taste of a little nugget that you just shared with uh, the White Sox hitting the over. What'd you say? Four straight against lefties. Four straight games against left-handed starters. They've gone over. Yeah, I mean, I, I like their team total. It's a four and a half, and it's uh, minus one fifteen right now at DraftKings. So it's not been juiced up. So if you want a little extra action, um, yeah, sprinkle a little uh, some of that cheese. It is a Taco Tuesday, after all. On that over as well. Team total runs four and a half for the White Sox. Number three. All right, sticking with the Major League Baseball theme. uh, And I'm going to go with another team total here. And I'm going to slap it together in a same-game parlay with the money line. Correlate, synergize, bring it all together. And it's all about the L.A. Dodgers. And I'm going to take the over four and a half runs and the Dodgers to win straight up in the desert against the non-venomous snakes. That are the Arizona Diamondbacks and as well, Zach Davies. Now, Tony Gonsolin is going to be the starter for L.A. And it's been a bit of an adventure for him. Now, you look at the ERA and it's glistening, 0.69. But you start looking at the advanced analytics and you're like, dude, this guy's been pretty damn lucky. He's got a 93.8% left on base rate. So that's a strand rate. 4.85 walks per nine, yikes. And that's why his XFIP is at 4.55. So that's really where his ERA should be. At uh, But again, he has uh, been able to get out of some of these uh, tough bouts and fits um, and jams that he has been in. But regardless, the Dodgers got to tee off because Davies is horrendous. Uh, he is uh, giving up a 3.77 walks per nine mark, five plus ERA, a 21.4 home run to fly ball percentage. Now, he's had a lot of success in his career against the Dodgers with a 2.11 ERA and nine turns. Uh, But this Dodgers team is white hot right now. They have scored at least five runs in a game at 11 of their last 16. Uh, They are 12-4 and overall in the season, and they won game one of this matchup. So just go out there, handle business, get the W, score five or more runs. That's all we're asking. Again, minus 110 at BetMGM on that one-game parlay. Lundy, fade or follow? 
Uh, I like slapping it together to be able to get yourself into a nice little payday on the parlay. You also talked about uh, in terms of where the Dodgers have been at five or more. They've also been over this total six of the last nine. So even the yeah. recency bias, they after having a lackluster start in that opening uh, weekend series against the Rockies in Denver, they have caught fire since um, and are looking like, you know, the reason why if you go and look at divisional odds, um, if you're trying to do futures right now, uh, you know, they're they're juiced way up to take the NL West um, and rightfully so it's going to stay that way all season long so I'm going to follow on this one let's see if Davies can continue to look like dog do <laughs> uh, yeah I think you can bake on that stick around for my top plays in the NBA postseason plus bonus time not only with the round ball but also with the puck and the rawhide Number two. All right, let's go to the National Basketball Association. Let's go to a guy that has been painted into a corner, and that is other than Trey Young uh, as Atlanta taking on uh, the Miami Heat, and I'm going to go with the under 25.5 points, uh, minus 114 at FanDuel. Uh, I I tell you what, uh, the Miami Heat have just done a masterful job containing Trey Young throughout this entire series. Uh, He's yet to eclipse this mark at at any single point in this series. He's gone 8 points, 25 points, 24 points, and 9 points. He's shooting a miserable 32.1% from the floor and just 20.8% from outside. Ice Trey, indeed. Uh, And you look at uh, what Miami has done defensively, Lundy. 1.021 points per possession allowed in this series. That is the third best mark of any team in the NBA playoffs. So fade or follow, uh, more of the same for Trey Young, under 25.5 points. Uh, This is also at uh, minus 114 at FanDuel. Does he get contained yet again? Well, this was my pick yesterday. If you recall on the podcast, I told everybody the moment the Trey Young points prop comes out, take the under. I don't even care what it is. Have you seen this play has been broken down a ton of times, Brad. But have you seen um, the play of him coming across half court and how many times Miami was switching on him? They have absolutely they have stifled him. If you haven't seen it, folks, go find it. It's out on uh, the are are we going to start calling it uh, the Elon instead of the Twitter? I don't know. (laughs) Um, Anyway, keep it free. Musk. just keep it free yeah that's all we ask uh if you haven't seen the play just really quick he comes across half court he gets picked up by jimmy butler there's then a screen so pj tucker switches on him there's an another screen uh and bam Adebayo picks him up this is what they have been doing the entire series they have made it their goal to completely suffocate him and take atlanta out of the games and that's what they have been able to do it's got to be frustrating as hell for him because he cannot get into any offensive rhythm and i don't know that all of a sudden the hawks are going to wave a magic wand and figure this out for tonight's game So I told you yesterday, the moment this came out to take the under, I am hammering this one because the Heat's defense has been stellar. Yeah, no doubt about it. Fade Trey Young and make some cash. Number one. All right, let's go to the top pick here on the boards. And it's somebody that's, uh, you know, kind of off the radar a little bit in a category. It's a bit off the radar. Uh, And I am going to go with Dylan Brooks uh, in this Minnesota Timberwolves and Memphis Grizzlies series. 
Uh, and we're not talking about points. We're not talking about three-pointers made. Uh, we're talking about rebounds here. And I'm going to bet the under on three and a half. I know it's a low threshold, but he hasn't really been remotely close to this in most of this series. Now, it's juiced up on this. Minus 138 is the best number in the industry right now. And that is available at FanDuel. But I'm willing to squeeze every last drop of that juice. You look at Brooks in the rebounding category against the T-Wolves. He has gone one one, four, so there's your outlier, and two. Uh, and in the regular season, Lundy, he averaged below this threshold, 3.2 boards per game. He's a shooter. That's what he is. You know, he's got the ball in his hand. He's got to spot up mid-range, or he's got to you know, tow the uh, puppies along the line there and try to splash from outside. And you look at Minnesota, yeah, they've allowed the fifth most rebounds per game of the opposition at 42.5. But Dylan Brooks is not a guy who is going to get his nose dirty in the interior and fight for, you know, some of those uh, careens off the rim. It's going to have to take something fluky for him, in my estimation. Uh, you know, a couple of tap outs, something like that. He gets uh, then rewarded in the box score by the score uh, keeper with a rebound, and it's got to happen four times. And I, I don't think that is going to be a uh, a proposition that I'm willing to bet on. That's why I am tucking under here again on three and a half rebounds. Minus 138 for Dylan Brooks, available at FanDuel. Fade or follow? Follow the trends, my friends. So, yes, I will follow as well on this one. I will make it a four for four on your picks today, which oh. means, as I've said many We're times screwed. before, uh, not a good thing. Um, <laughs> when you and I are in this much agreement, uh, bad things are happening uh, you know, floods, um, locusts, bad things happen if we're in this much agreement. But I, I, I have to roll with you on this one because Brooks is, as you said, he's a shooter. He's not. It, it, he's oh, rebound. Yeah, you got it over there. You got it. I'll be streaking down the court. That's just what he's not. He's not there to get rebounds. I'm sorry. That's not his skill set. I'll follow. All right, yeah, the Tempest is certainly coming. So uh, let's get some bonus time selections, Lonnie, because we normally do a hell of a lot better in this sector of the podcast than the featured picks that we have. So what else you got for me on this Tuesday? Yeah, it's almost like the throwaway, like afterthoughts, or where all of a sudden our our synapses start firing, and we actually get <laughs> right. we actually get shit right on this podcast. Um, all right, let me give you um, a couple of them for uh, tonight. Arizona is up in the uh, north, up in Minnesota, uh, and of course we like to pick on the Coyotes, uh, but in this particular case, I'm looking at the total. I'm going to take the over uh, on the six and a half. Minnesota may score six by themselves, um, so all I need is one goal out of Arizona, and we managed to hit the over in this one. And I don't think the Wild will completely shut them out. Uh, so I will take the over there. I also like the over in St. Louis and Colorado, that one being played in Denver. These two teams have not played each other since October, but they played twice back in October, and both games went over. It was a total of seven and one and a total of eight in the other. And in fact, they've been at or above six in five consecutive meetings so these two teams just score against each other lots of offense i'm expecting in denver tonight and then a player prop for you on the ice um there are very few folks in the nhl right now as hot as kevin fiala is in the last 10 games he's got a point at least a point in all 10 games but in total he has 23 points in the wow. last 10 games dude is absolutely on fire and i can get him for an anytime goal right now at plus odds at DraftKings. that's a plus 140 so i will take him for an anytime goal in two games so far this season against arizona the uh wild uh has one goal and two assists in those two games so i say he finds the back of the net in a game that i'm expecting to be high scoring anyway plus 140 for a fiala anytime goal there you go 
All right, uh, my bonus time action. Let's go back to the NBA. I'll give you a couple of player props here. And both uh, guys on the same team. I'm going to zero in on some of these uh, Phoenix Suns that are out there. As a matter of fact, let's just start with the Suns in general. I think they're going to cover the first half. Uh, so lock and load me that at minus three and a half. They have the highest net efficiency rating in the postseason over the first frames. Uh, scoring 1.204 points per possession while giving up just 1.000 points per possession in this postseason. So uh, I think they will race out to another lead against New Orleans. Well, not they hold that uh, anyone's best guess, but uh, home is where the heart is, and I think you're going to be able to defend it and strongly at least over the first half. All right. Uh, Mikhail Bridges, I'm going to take the over on 15 and a half points. Uh, it's been a bit of a seesaw for him in this NBA postseason. He's got 11, 19, 17, and eight points against the Pels. But in the regular season, he was over this comfortably in three of four matchups. So, you know, he's shooting 47.2%. Uh, he's coming off uh, the low watermark of eight points in the last game. I think he gets his shot on point in this one. Uh, keep in mind, New Orleans has allowed the second highest field goal percentage in this postseason at 51.2%. So I'm over on that. Uh, my Minus 110, pretty much universally available at, at all the uh, legal sports books. Jay Crowder, let's get seduced by the Jews. Give me the over. 1.5 steals in this matchup at plus 120. Uh, New Orleans has given up 7.3 steals per game. That's the seventh most of teams that are still alive. Uh, you look at Crowder in the box where he's gone 0, 2, 1, and 2. So he's been over this in two of the four matchups. And if you expand it out over his last 15 games, so going back into the regular season, he has had two or more steals in a game in 10 of his last 15. And you're getting it at plus 120. So, uh, yeah, fill up uh, your stomach with a bowl of that Crowder. Uh, I love it uh, quite a bit. I think he's going to get two swipes there and score us a winner. All right, back to the diamond. Uh, the no home run parlay today. Joey Votto, Randy Arozarena against Seattle. Anthony Rizzo. Hey, it's me. It's Tony Rizzo uh, against the Baltimore Orioles. And P-Wizzy, they call them. Um, seems like a very salacious nickname, uh, but that's what Boog calls them on the Cubs broadcast. Uh, as Patrick Wisdom is going to Atlanta to take on the Braves. Uh, all four of those guys do not eclipse the fence. It is minus a 110 at Bet MGM. And I got another hit two-legger. I've been really hot with these here of late in baseball. Give me uh, Gio uh, Urshela and Chris Bryant uh, to both register a hit. Uh, Urshela is uh, 7 for 21 lifetime against Eduardo Rodriguez. Uh, so I like the matchup there. Chris Bryant, meanwhile, 8 of 13 lifetime against the Phillies, Zach Elfin. So both those guys uh, get one hit, find some green space, plus 108 uh, at BetMGM. And, oh, yeah, I still got one more. Why not? Uh, give me the Braves to win straight up. Give me the Brewers to win straight up. Slap those together on a little money line, two-legger, plus 157. And there you have it. That is a wrap on this edition of the Feed the Noise podcast. Please uh, follow Nathaniel Lundy on Twitter, at Nate Lundy. Follow me there, at Noisy Huevos. If you enjoy this broadcast, uh, please drop us a rating or and or review, uh, would you kindly. And until next time, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.